0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: LeBron James under fire over what he said about the teenager shot by a cop as she was about to stab another girl.
2: No investigation necessary. No facts. No context needed.
1: And way before the trial.
0: Guilty. Guilty. Guilty guilty. What this man says ex-cop Derek Chauvin did at this location. You witnessed uh, an arrest that Derek Chauvin made. What did you see? And where is everybody?
3: The alarming news that thousands of vaccine appointments are going unfilled.
1: Plus, house of shame. The $18.5 million mansion once owned by disgraced tycoon Jeffrey Epstein demolished. Then, something borrowed? The couple that invited friends and family to their dream wedding at this swanky estate.
2: One big problem, they don't own it.
1: They say they're having a wedding here. I don't know what's going on. And all aboard! (laughs) Oscars 2021, unlike any you've ever seen.
4: Trains coming into and leaving from Union Station will be running before, during, and after the broadcast. And
2: Timber...
1: Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
2: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The killing of a knife-wielding teenager in Ohio continues to reverberate. 16-year-old Makia Bryant was shot by a police officer just minutes after the verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial was announced. And though the two cases are wildly different, the emotions surrounding them are just as strong. Now, basketball great LeBron James finds himself under fire for his reaction to the shooting. Amber Cagliano has details.
3: LeBron James is being slammed for tweeting about that controversial police shooting of a teenager in Ohio. The basketball great tweeted this photo of the cop who opened fire. You're next, he wrote. Hashtag accountability. He included the image of an hourglass. After a firestorm of criticism, James took down the tweet with this explanation. I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I took the tweet down because it's being used to create more hate. Anger doesn't do any of us any good, and that includes myself. Gathering all the facts and educating does though. My anger still is here for what happened to that little girl.
0: Your next uh, could could, could certainly be interpreted by some even as a call for violence and I think it was a grossly irresponsible message for LeBron James to send out.
3: It's all about celebrity virtue signaling, it's simple. The shooting of 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant coming the day Derek Chauvin was convicted of killing George Floyd in Minnesota, left CNN's Victor Blackwell shaken.
5: This is exhausting. (gasps)
3: inside edition obtained new video of the incident in columbus taken from a neighbor's security camera across the street you can see the cop car pulling up followed a few seconds later by the shooting i spoke to the neighbor
0: they were trying to resuscitate McKay, uh, Um
4: i realized i looked up at my garage and i realized i have this on camera we are emotionally broken um, by this uh, tragedy.
3: In Get the police out. body Get cam down. video, Get the teen out. can be seen with a knife in her hand before she was taken down. Police say her death was a tragedy, but justified and may have saved the life of the other young lady she was about to stab. Students at Ohio State University gathered to demand the school cut ties with the city police department. We asked retired LAPD Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey to analyze the video.
4: He was ordering the young woman to drop the weapon. She failed to re- respond to those orders and it left him no other alternative in that split second but to deploy Just the out. use of deadly Just force.
2: Out. Just out. Turning now to the Derek Chauvin case, the evidence was pretty shocking, but there were allegations that the jury didn't hear. Was that fateful day that Officer Chauvin pinned down George Floyd the first time he put his knee to someone's neck? Stephen Fabian's in Minneapolis with more on that.
0: It's chilling information the jury was not allowed to hear. More than a year before the murder of George Floyd, Derek Chauvin was allegedly involved in a disturbingly similar incident. A witness tells us he saw Derek Chauvin make an arrest in this gas station parking lot where he held his knee on the suspect's neck and kept his face in a puddle of water for what he says was 10 minutes. And he describes the look on Derek Chauvin's face as eerie. He was
4: holding him on his knee like this, on his on the back of his neck, and then he had a hold of his hair like, like, well, it was like this.
0: 75-year-old Monroe yeah. Skinaway says he recognized Chauvin the moment he saw that now-notorious video. He told me the man Chauvin subdued down, even car. used the same words as George Floyd.
4: He kept lifting his head up t- to the side there, and he says, I can't breathe, man.
0: I can't breathe. The victim survived. And an alternate juror is speaking out for the first time. Lisa Christensen was juror number 96. As an alternate, she did not actually participate in the 10 plus hours of deliberations. Would you have decided any differently than this jury did? I would have said guilty. She told CBS this morning that she found Chauvin's blank emotionless expression chilling. Every time I would look up, he was right in my vision. So we had locked eyes quite a few times and I was pretty uncomfortable. Chauvin didn't testify, but body language expert Tanya Ryman says his demeanor and darting eyes spoke volumes.
3: He would dart his eyes away and then he would look back. And so when you see that kind of eye movement, it shows that somebody is feeling intense anxiety.
0: She says this mugshot taken his first night in prison is also revealing.
3: It was almost as if he was saying, you haven't seen the last of me. And you see this with this uplifted chin.
0: Chauvin is in a maximum security prison awaiting sentencing. Dinner tonight is turkey, mashed potatoes and corn with a California ranch salad and fruit pie if he still has an appetite. And look at this, a human wall of heavily armed private security called the Minnesota Freedom Fighters. They stood guard at the funeral of 20-year-old Dante Wright, who was shot to death by officer Kim Potter at a traffic stop 11 days ago. George Floyd's family also attended the funeral to show solidarity.
2: Kim Potter, the officer who shot Dante Wright, has been charged with second-degree manslaughter. The days of spending hours trying to get a COVID shot are over. If you want one, you can easily get an appointment. That's because a lot of people are opting out from the vaccine. So nurses, usually busy, are just waiting for people to show up.
3: It's a ghost town at this vaccination site in Detroit. Nurses sitting around with no arms to jab. Across the nation, health officials are seeing a sharp drop in vaccinations down nine percent just this week
1: vaccination rates have slowed at many super sites and local pharmacies hundreds of thousands of appointments are wide open
3: just a month ago there were long lines at vaccination sites the wait could take hours Today, you can get in and out in 20 minutes. Reporter Allison Hall logged on to see just how easy it was to get an appointment in New York City. Look at this. There are appointments every single day for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month. Today, I can get an appointment in 10 minutes, 2.15, 3.15, basically all afternoon. Demand has dropped so sharply that starting tomorrow here in New York, you could just walk into any mass vaccination site, including this one here at Javits Center, no appointment necessary.
4: If the vaccine
5: numbers slow down, we will have areas of the country that are under vaccinated where this virus will continue to spread and continue to put people into the hospital. And that can continue for quite a long time.
3: Ads like this are hitting the airwaves to combat vaccine hesitancy. The vaccines are safe, effective, and free. Major newspapers are doing their part. In Syracuse, they're giving out Girl Scout cookies with vaccines. And in Los Angeles, the Dodgers have reserved the best seats for fans who can prove they're vaccinated. Other news
2: today, a lot of times neighbors aren't happy when major construction goes on next door, but no one seems to mind this project, the demolition of Jeffrey Epstein's Palm Beach home.
4: The house of shame is no more. The Palm Beach mansion that once belonged to convicted sex predator Jeffrey Epstein was demolished, reduced to mere rubble neighbors are relieved to see it gone
0: demolishing uh, that house is very cleansing for Palm Beach because obviously some horrific things happened in there a
4: police raid in 2005 gave the world its first look inside the six-bedroom 14,000 square foot estate where 13 underage girls said they were raped or molested by the disgraced tycoon a pink carpeted staircase led to Epstein's private quarters there was an ever revolving door of girls his notoriety led to the mansion becoming a target for vandals. After his suicide in 2019, the property was bought by a developer for $18.5 million. Plans started right away to level the house and build a new mansion in its place, leaving no remnants of its dark past.
2: Also in Florida, a couple invited friends and family to their dream home and estate for their wedding. Only one problem. It wasn't their home, and they didn't have permission to be there.
3: It's a lavish estate, perfect for a fairy tale wedding. Manicured lawn, pool, tennis court, and that's just outside. The inside is also extraordinary massive rooms, bowling, a screening room, chef's kitchen, and a massive bar. The bride and groom decided this is where they'd say their I do's, and now they are being accused of being the ultimate wedding crashers.
2: This is a doozy of a story
3: we've been talking about it all morning. The home outside Fort Lauderdale is actually owned by the heir to an IHOP pancake restaurant Fortune. It's on the market for just over five million dollars. Courtney Wilson toured the estate as a potential buyer and was so knocked out by what he saw he decided to have his wedding there. Out went the invitations, inviting his guests to the wedding of the year on April 17th to what was now being called the Wilson's estate, as in Courtney Wilson. The guests were also invited to a Sunday brunch the next day. Well, all that was news to the owner who lived in separate quarters on the estate grounds. Imagine his surprise when the Wilson's arrived. He called police.
5: I have people trespassing on my property and they keep harassing me, calling me, and uh, they say they're having a wedding here, and it's God's uh, message, and I don't know what's going on. All I want is to stop. And they're sitting on my property right at the front gate right now.
3: Two officers arrived and asked the wedding party to leave. No charges were filed. Alas, a dream wedding that ended before it even began.
2: The couple did obtain a marriage license, but as of yesterday, they reportedly had not yet registered the marriage. Countdown is on to this weekend's Oscars, and like everything else lately, the ceremony will be different. In fact, as Jim Murray reports, this year it's being held at LA's Union train station.
4: The Oscars is making a bold attempt to reinvent itself in order to prevent a ratings disaster. Here is an artist rendering of this Sunday's Oscars COVID safe set, complete with couches and partitions. Here's an Oscar first. The ceremony will be broadcast live from LA's historic Union train station, a major transportation hub. Trains coming into and leaving from Union station will be running before, during, and after the show, which some fear will cause Another Oscar first. What if an award
2: show was actually a movie?
3: This is going to play out like a three-hour movie. So for the first time ever, the Oscars that celebrate movies is going to be a movie itself. Nobody really knows what that means.
4: Inside Union Station, 170 Hollywood heavyweights like Regina King, Brad Pitt, and Reese Witherspoon will not be required to wear masks. They will all be tested for COVID at least three times prior to the show and will be temperature checked. Elizabeth Wagmeister will be on the small-scale red carpet on very strict conditions. I have to take an at-home COVID test and then two additional COVID tests, and we'll get my temperature
3: checked when I arrive.
4: Oscar ratings have plunged 44% in recent years. And it follows disastrous ratings fall-offs for every major award show this year, from the Golden Globes to the Grammys, mainly due to the lack of an audience for that special show business sparkle. Also working against the Oscars, the closure of thousands of theaters for so many months and the lack of a single blockbuster movie. Only 18% of film watchers had even heard of Mank, the Netflix film leading the Oscar race with 10 nominations. The Academy is promising no acceptance speeches over Zoom, so don't expect the technical glitch that embarrassed Golden Globe winner Daniel Kaluuya.
3: As you can see, we unfortunately have a bad connection. me this is a perfect venue. They've had so many film locations here. It's a beautiful venue.
4: Fandango correspondent Nikki Novak says Union Train Station is one of several exciting shakeups for the Oscars.
2: What the producers have promised is, "Hey, we're going to we're dangling a carrot here. We're going to change things up. Hopefully, when you see what we're doing, you won't want to turn it off." Well, no Sunday, back after this.
1: Next, bashing the bully. Hugh Jackman joins the chorus of actors publicly denouncing disgraced producer Scott Rudin. And Timber! Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
3: This podcast is supported by FedEx. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Hugh Jackman
2: is the latest Hollywood heavyweight to denounce one of entertainment's most powerful figures. Scott Rudin, the EGOT mega producer with a Tony, Grammy, Oscar and Emmy, has been declared an abusive bully.
4: A rally today targeting a rich and powerful man being accused of being a notorious bully. Scott Rudin is the famous Oscar-winning producer behind No Country for Old Men. Broadway hits like The Book of Mormon and To Kill a Mockingbird. Tom Cruise's portrayal of an over-the-top Hollywood producer in the movie Tropic Thunder was said to be based on Rudin. And you're asking if I'm serious? Two weeks ago, The Hollywood Reporter published this expose of Rudin after former assistants came forward calling him a monster and a bully. Now many in the industry are saying they won't work for him anymore. Here's Les Trent. The volatile Rudin is accused of throwing a glass bowl, staplers,
1: and even a baked potato at people who displeased him. He once allegedly lost his temper and closed a laptop computer on his assistant's hands. The young man reportedly had to be rushed to the emergency room. He's powerful and vindictive.
4: David Graham Casso's twin brother, Kevin, worked as Rudin's assistant 10 years ago. He was also thrown out of a moving car. Yeah, physically threw him out of the car. David says his twin was mentally broken by Rudin and that he never recovered. Kevin took his own life last
1: year. The trauma that Scott Rudin inflicted on my brother was intense. It created permanent damage. Let's go.
4: Beloved actor Hugh Jackman is set to star on Broadway in Rudin's production of The Music Man, which was made into a movie in 1962. Jackman just tweeted, I want to say how much I respect and applaud the people that have spoken up about their experience working with Scott Rudin.
2: Rudin has said he is profoundly sorry for the pain his behavior has caused individuals directly and indirectly. Back with more after this.
1: Still to come, Timber!
5: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment.
2: Talk about luck. Watch as an SUV drives down a street in Durham, North Carolina, just as a gigantic tree comes crashing down. Missed it by inches. Thankfully, the driver saw what was coming and hit the accelerator just in the nick of time. When we come back, it's cat versus bear. Finally today, no need for a guard dog at this house.
4: A bear tries to check out this house, but doesn't make it far. The cat lurches not once, not twice, but three times at the sliding glass door. That bear got the message. You are not welcome here.
2: And that's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again next time.